Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Praise the Lord. This morning, we're going to be looking into prayer as key to enlarged capacity. And we are practicing it. Prayer as key. It's a key to enlarge capacity. Anyone who desires more of natural strength, you want to look like some, some people that when you see them, you don't mess about. People who can lift anything. You realize that they have to build their muscles. Do you understand that? If you also want to be a person that wants to run marathon, you want to be involved in doing things for longer period, then it means you have to develop your endurance capacity. You develop your heart so that you can run and not just panting after climbing a staircase. It's the same thing when we talk about spiritual things. Because as Christians, these two, incidentally, actually combine. We are called to lift things in the spirit. We are called to run for long period. Our Christian race is not 100 meters. It's not a dash. It's a marathon. That's why many of you will remember you have carried some weight or you have done some things and you are still doing it. Our Christian work is not something we get to a point we now stop doing. We don't stop praying because you know what? I'm now 50-something years old. I've been praying. Ah! All the prayer I've done, that should be enough in the bank. You don't stop forgiving. You don't stop giving. The Christian work is not one you stop doing. It's an endurance race. The Christian work is one we do till we see his face. Amen. Amen. So this is why we develop the heart. Are you following me now? So you see, why we are developing the ability to lift more weight, which is spiritual things. You can carry more things. You also develop the ability to do for longer distance. The beautiful thing about the Christian work is every other thing we do in the natural, we get a crown that is perishable. But the Bible tells us for the spiritual race and the call we have been given to, it is to receive a crown that is imperishable. Amen? Amen. That is a, a prize of upward call in Christ Jesus. If we are going to do this that I've just mentioned, then it simply means that we have to develop our capacity or we have to enlarge our prayer life capacity. We must step it up. We must improve on it. Now, Daniel is one of the very many examples in the Bible. Daniel, as a young man, when he was brought into the king's palace, and he tried to entice them with delicacies from the king's table. Daniel said, no, he will not defile himself. And he rather developed a spiritual appetite. Tell your neighbor, said, develop spiritual appetite. Let your appetite yearn for prayer. You have to develop spiritual appetite like Daniel. Daniel, as he pursued his career, senior officers in the land, they planned to kill him. They planned to frame him. They said they are going to make sure that this guy is taken out. Now, rather than Daniel running away, he intensified prayer more. Even when he was threatened with the lion's den, he prayed. I don't know what you are threatened with today. The way to handle the matter is to pray more. You might not know how to defend yourself. You might not know how to do something. But let God walk through your prayer. Amen. Amen. And then another time Daniel was studying. 
Bible said in the reading, he discovered that the desolation of Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem is his nation's pride. Evidence that God is with us. He realized that the time, their punishment was over. He said time has passed and nothing has changed. He started praying. So if you are going to be counted on by God to negotiate the destiny of nations, you have to pray. You have to intensify prayer because you are dealing with princes in the air. There is a generation, I believe, that God is birthing on the face of the earth. And that generation is represented here this morning. A people that will once again love prayer in church. May the Lord answer you when you call. In the name of Jesus. David was one of the people in the Bible that actually demonstrated great capacity for taking territories. He was a great commander of commanders. David was a great warrior. David told us how God achieved that in him. He said it was not just by wishful thinking. David made it clear in Psalm 18. It was through God that he could run through a troop. He said it was through his God that he could leap over a wall. He said it was God actually who has strengthened his hand that he could break a bronze or bow with his own hand. He said it was God who gave him the neck of his enemy. May God give you the neck of your enemy. May through God, may you run through the troop in the name of Jesus. As you begin to pray, you will see the power of God making you to do things that are beyond your natural ability. David demonstrated that for us. In Psalm 18, as you read from verse 29 to 40. Now, when you go to the gym, you find out that the gym does not change your instructor who is standing there showing you. You don't begin to use the tools of the gym. But actually, you don't use prayer to change God. Prayer changes you. So the ultimate purpose of prayer is not to change God, who is training you through things, is to change you and I. The end product of a productive prayer life is that you and I, we should form in the likeness of the Son of God. Amen? The likeness of the Son of God who gave his own life for us. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, he said, but we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we have been transformed into the same glory, from glory to glory, so the same image, from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit, of the Lord. May you be transformed. May you not be deformed. May you be transformed as you look on the face of the Lord. Unveiled face. In other words, you're looking at his face. You are focusing and you are looking to the word of God and, con and, and concentrating on the face of God. May we be changed. It takes a people who have spent time in his presence to experience this change. Our prayer must make us to become conformed to the image of the Son of God. So we are transformed, we are conformed. What does this mean? You know, it is really an unfortunate thing for a person to be praying to God and not to see changes. Your position didn't change, your, maybe you were stubborn about a particular thing before you prayed. So prayer should shift your position, should make you to be conformed to the image of the perfect Son. Philippians 3, 10 to 11 tells us that. He says that I may know him. May you know him. Amen. I said may you know him. The, and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Being conformed to his death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. That's what happens. When you are praying and you are fasting. 
Something is dying in you so that something else can live through you. Oh, pastor, I don't like fasting. My tummy begins to ache. That's part of it. I don't like fasting. When I sit beside people at work, my tummy begins to sing song, and I feel embarrassed. That's part of it. Just tell them, John, don't mind my tummy. It's just speaking to me. Don't worry. Let's carry on with the meeting. Any tummy that has not received food will feel it. You're not different. Nothing is wrong with you. But when that tummy realizes that he's complaining and you are not attending to it, it will behave itself. As a matter of fact, we can train our tummy. I want us to know that the capacity that God expects of us is much, much more than what we can see. Our capacity is much more. I was speaking to my trainer some time ago. And he said that actually your capacity to lift weight or your capacity to run, it's a mental matter than just the actual energy. If you say to yourself, I can't do this, then you can't do it. Do you know if you're on a treadmill and somebody covers the level which you are, you didn't see it, and then they're, they're increasing the speed and you didn't know what they've done, you still carry on doing what you thought you couldn't do. Until they show it, you say, wow, you mean I could reach that level? First of all, it's a mental thing. And God wants you to understand you can do a lot more than you actually believe you can do. Everything that you actually can become has been given to you and I through Christ. When we call upon God and we say, God, thy kingdom come, God himself tells us, this is through Jesus Christ. He said, Father, he said, now look what he said. He said, fear not, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You are asking him, let the kingdom come. He said, it's his pleasure to give it to you. You say to God, Lord, life. He said, dying is thy power. Jesus Christ says to you, but I have given you the power. He said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes. And the Holy Ghost has come. And then you say in your prayer, you say, die is thy glory. And then Christ says to you and I, he said, Father, the glory I and you had at the beginning, I have given it to them. So what is it that remains? Everything the Father has is a capacity for you to actually enjoy. Somebody may ask me, so what is going to happen in terms of my capacity if I pray? There are about nine things I want to leave in your hands. The first thing, prayer, is my passcode to divine help and strength. Prayer will increase my strength. It will increase my help. It's actually my code. When the enemy looks at me, it sees me, oh, this little one, mm, this little girl, this little people. All he sees is just you. But he does not know that when you actually put in your passcode, something happens, help that he never expected. Strength, he didn't know where it came from. But you see, the way that help reaches to me is when I call on him. The Bible tells us amazing thing in 2 Chronicles 32 verse 7. This is when the king of Assyria came. The king of Assyria came and then he, he saw Ezekiah and his people, the king of Judah. And he said, these ones, they are meat for me. I'm going to clear them out like I've cleared other nations. Because I look at them, there are not many. I look at their soldiers, they are all feeble. And he intimidated them with all kinds of things. Is there anything that is intimidating you today? Is there anything that looks at you and says, well, I know your tribe. I know your kind of people. I know you can't do much. And he is thinking that's all you got. But you're about to show him what he didn't know. When you press your passcode, I love something Ezekiah said. He said, be strong and courageous. That's my word for you today. He said, do not be afraid. Or dismayed before the king of Assyria. 
nor before all the multitude that is with him. Listen, my friend, it's not that you cannot see the multitude. You can see them. But while you can see the enemy, you should also see your help. He said, for there are more with us than with him. Did you notice that when he was saying this, he didn't see any physical number? He said, with him is the arm of flesh. But with us is what? Is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. And the people were strengthened by the words of Ezekiah. You'll be strengthened today in the name of Jesus. Then anybody in this place are about to press a passcode. And as you are pressing it in prayer this morning, God will release strength to you. Jeremiah 33 tells us, he said, call unto me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things that you didn't know. You see, you didn't know that, but you're about to come to you right now. Amen. Psalm 121 verse 1 tells us, he said, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. You say, I'm not lifting up my eyes to man. I'm not lifting up to anybody. But I'm lifting up to the hills. Where's come? My help. My help comes from thee. Prayer is the warfare in the spirit. We're not just doing something because we have nothing better to do. Jesus Christ said, when the Son of Man comes, will he still find faith on the earth? How will my capacity grow when I pray? Number two, prayer increases my capacity for the task ahead. For the task ahead. God spoke to me that it's time for the capacity of this ministry to grow. Capacity. And listen to me when I say capacity of a ministry. That's you. Many of us need to understand that you are in a season now that God is stretching you. You can't think I am too young to become what God... Listen, there were younger kids who became king in the Bible. So God is going to put you on some levels. You must know that when that day comes, it was not your wisdom that put you there. God set you up for a reason. And you have to call upon the wisdom of that ancient God. Because some of you are going to find yourself in some offices, some positions that you look across the table, their eyes are wild. How did you get here? How did we miss you? How did you get here? But yes, you are there. And you are there to command them. You are there to speak unto them. That's why you are praying now. Task ahead. Great task ahead. We pray so that our capacity can grow. Esther, a young lady became queen. And she had to go to the king for a great task. To negotiate the destiny of her people. Listen to me, my friends. She knew she was beautiful. That's not the question. So work on your beauty. She knew she was intelligent. Work on that. She knew she was set. Work on that. But there's something, my dear friends. She knew she could not do it without God. So for some of you think, I just have to go to the best school. I just have to get my two and or get my first class. That is just one level. But you must have God with you. Otherwise, there are lots of first class in the grave. You will not become one of them. I want to talk about Ezra. A man that was leading a people for rebuilding of Jerusalem. And in Ezra chapter 8, Ezra said, We have made our boast in God. In verse 21, he said, I proclaimed a fast there at River Ahava that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right way for us. May you know the right way. Friends, there is a right way, there is a wrong way. 
For us and for our little ones and for all our possessions. There are three levels there. For us, for our little ones, for our possessions. You that you are the parents, you will not miss it. Your children will not miss it. And after you have labored all your life, you will not lose your possessions. He said, for I was ashamed to request of the king an escort. I didn't want the escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. Because there will be enemies ahead. That's what I'm saying. If you have a task to do, you must know for every breakthrough, there is a challenge. So you know what happened in verse 23. He said, we fasted and entreated our God. And he answered us. Every time you have a great task to do, it's a time for you to step up prayer, intensify prayer. Remember Jesus Christ when he was going to go to the cross. I mean, this is Jesus. He knew he came for the cross. Every single day he had been praying. Not that he was not praying. But what happened on this occasion? He went to the garden, garden of Gethsemane, and then the Bible said he went there and he told his disciples to also pray. And while he was praying, the Bible says, he prayed so much that his sweat was like blood. Maybe the only time you pray like that, if you ever pray like that, is when you're asking God to forgive you or for God to do something. Give a miracle. But do you know Jesus Christ didn't have any sin to confess? He was praying for greater capacity that he would be able to go to the cross. Because he didn't go to the cross like a God. Jesus went to the cross as man. So he needed the capacity built. He prayed to God. And when he had finished praying, he got up. He said, all right, guys, let's go. He's done. My prayer for you and for me is when you are done praying, may you sense that strength has been released. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As the song we sang, I help. It's in the name of of the Lord. How does prayer increase my capacity? It increases my capacity to resist temptation. Christ came back to his apostles. He came back to them in Luke 22. Verse 45. When he rose up from prayer. And had come to his disciples. He found them sleeping. Can you see? Destiny is at stake and men were sleeping. And then he said to them. Why do you sleep? Rise up and pray. Lest you enter into what? Into temptation. In Matthew 26, 41, the same scripture was presented but in a different way. With an additional point. It says, watch and pray. Lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Amen. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When we talk about enter into temptation, we're not just talking about sexual temptation. The reason why you pray is so that you are not tempted to trade your destiny. You are not tempted to withdraw. The Bible said the children of Ephraim, they were dressed for war. But in the day of the battle, they turned back. That's tempted. They looked at battle like, ah, who wants to die? <laughs> That's temptation. So you see, we could be tempted because we have not prayed enough. How does prayer increase my capacity? It increases my capacity to take difficult decisions. One of the things that amazes me in church is how many people take decisions that are really heavy. And listen, friends, 
if you are not regularly taking difficult decisions, it really shows that you are not living up to your capacity. Do you know why people may be laughing at decisions some people took? You need to ask yourself, when last did you take any serious decisions? Your difficult decision might seem too small for me, but that's because capacity varies. So unless you pray, you cannot be bold to take some decision. It does not mean that decision will be necessarily right, but at least to boldly take it. The Bible says in Isaiah 42 verse 16, it says, I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. What an awesome thing God can do. He alone can bring the blind. The blind didn't know the way. He will bring the blind in the way they didn't know. I will lead them in the paths they have not known. I will make darkness light to them. What an amazing experience. When God makes darkness light. May God make darkness light to you. He said, I will make crooked places straight. Bible says when we pray, God makes crooked places straight. You know what I found out is? Every one of us, one time or the other, you have found yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do. Lord, what do I do? It's not that decision A is bad, or in fact, it's, that's one that is worse. When decision A and B look so close, but one of them tells you, God may not be in it. You are going to say that, Lord, enlighten my darkness. Show me the path to go, Lord. Please pray. That's why we pray. Your capacity can enlarge. It will make you look wiser. Amen. May the Lord open our eyes. In Jesus' name. How can prayer increase my capacity? To increase my capacity and grace over thorns in the flesh. Thorns in the flesh. Everyone. Now don't be deceived by the smiles. Boom, don't be deceived by the makeup. In fact, when the makeup is thicker, that's when you should suspect. <laughs> when the dressing is heavy, you should. Don't be deceived by the looks. Everyone has a struggle that they can't explain in one side of their life while they are getting trophies on the other side. Job said, I was busy looking for him on this side. But he was busy walking on that side. You see, you can't explain why some things happen to us. God, you can do this without even me asking, how come I'm struggling with these bits? God has that with everybody. But prayer allows you and I to have the grace to be able to carry it. Paul calls that the thorn in the flesh. He said he's the messenger of Satan. Now, every time you look at that word, it seems really big. How can messenger of Satan be allowed in my body? Now, Paul now tells us that he prayed to God. Now, watch this. He didn't pray to Satan. He prayed to God and God said, shut up, don't ask me again. Now, those are part of the scriptures that are quite unusual. If God knows he's a messenger of Satan, why didn't he deal with it? But this is how he dealt with it. God did not leave the control in the hand of Satan. God said, my grace is sufficient for you. Let me also point this out to you. God must have known 
that whatever that thing is, it's not enough to stop or hinder my purpose. Are you following me? He said, let's, I become, I love it, let's read it. He says in 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7 to 9, he said, unless I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. And then concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, that that thing might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest with me. I will boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ might rest with me. Friends, when we're talking about this thing, we are fighting a fight. But we are not fighting for victory. Rather, we are fighting from victory to victory. Amen. Amen. So what would the prayer do? When I pray to God, that's exactly what Paul said. He said, therefore, I have grace, sufficient grace, that the buffeting will not put me down. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 40, verse 31, it said, but those that wait upon the Lord. In fact, I want us to read it from verse 30. Isaiah 40 from verse 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. Normally when you look at the youth, they are really strong. They are ready to take on anything. But the Bible says, even the youth will faint and be weary. And the young men will utterly fall. But those that wait upon the Lord shall do what? May your strength be renewed. I pray for any situation that has caused you tears, caused you pain cause you sleepless night every situation that has caused you embarrassment every situation that has caused men to say where is your God may the help of God reach you right now may God vindicate you right now may your testimony spring forth in the mighty name of Jesus may you walk from victory to victory in Jesus name we pray what happens when we pray how does capacity grow it increases my capacity to negotiate the destiny of nations. Capacity to negotiate the destiny of nations. My friends, prayer is important because where you and I are meant to actually grow into, the capacity to grow into, is not just for you just to leave prayer only for you. Most of us know about praying for our family member. That's good. We know about praying for ourselves. That's fine. But God wants your prayer life to grow beyond that. That's why when you pray and you intensify prayer, you begin to learn how to pray for your extended family, pray for your church, pray for your leaders. You begin to pray for your country. So you see that your prayer time begins to grow because your capacity is growing. You understand that when you begin to grow in capacity, even in the natural things, you don't go to the gym and just look after yourself when you leave. Because your capacity has grown, you are now becoming a blessing to other people, even in the gym. So you see, spiritually, as your capacity is growing in prayer, you begin to pray for other people. So you see, that's how you can now negotiate the destiny of nations. Abraham was such a man. He had his own need, but because he was the one that walked with God, he was able to negotiate the destiny of nations. 
And there are many, many people like that. You see, Daniel, I mentioned earlier on. So you begin to grow in that capacity. Moses and so many leaders and many of the prophets. Quickly, number seven. How will prayer increase my capacity? It will help me to know the plan that God has for me. The plan, the will of God for me. That's what prayer will do. And once I know it, it will give me the capacity to overcome the obstacles to those plans. See, knowing the plans is not just enough. Every time God reveals his plan, the devil has his own plan too. To frustrate it. So the scripture tells us in Jeremiah 29 from verse 11, it tells us, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of what? Thoughts of good and not of evil. So God has plans for us. He said that so that he can give us an expected end. But you see, in verse 12, you now say, then you will call unto me and pray. And I will hear you and I'm listening to you. So you see, when you know the plans, what the plan now leads to, the plan leads to you praying about the plans. So the capacity to know the mind of God. Many of us here, you know the plans of God. You know what God wants to do in your life. But then you now need to begin to pray about those things. There are parents that know the plans that God has spoken to them over their children. Knowing those things is fine, but that's not where he stops. You begin to war. Paul spoke to his son, Timothy. He said that you may war a good warfare concerning the prophecies that have been spoken over you. So when you know those things, you begin to pray. Because you know it. It's been revealed to you so that you can pray about those things. Let me just give the last one. When you pray, it gives us the capacity to rest on his word. A person who is praying and who has prayed, who has really, really prayed, you can rest. Worry and anxiety are symptoms of a prayerless Christian. Or in fact, they are actually symptoms of a faithless, prayerful Christian. Because there are some that pray and they are still worried. So they are faithless. They, they are just finished praying, but they are worried. So it means they don't have faith in the prayer they just prayed. Remember Rhoda in the Bible. The church was praying all night. Who were they praying for? For Peter to be released. So Peter came. Rhoda opened the door. Ah! What happened to you, Rhoda? There's something at the door. If you didn't believe the thing would come at the door, why are you praying? <laughs> Many people have just finished praying, but they don't believe in the prayer. So after the prayer, their mouth is canceling the prayer they just finished. So worry and anxiety are actually the proof that either you are prayerless or you are a faithless, prayerful Christian. Act 27, 21 to 25. Let's look at these scriptures. Act 27, verse 21. Look at what he says. But after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, even Paul, they all had the same challenge. Everybody had the same crisis. So Paul stood up. May you have the capacity to stand when others are falling on their faces. He said he stood and said, man, you should have listened to me. And not have sailed from Crete when and incurred all this disaster and loss. Now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only the sheep. For there stood by me this night an angel of the Lord, to whom I belong and I serve. See that? Say, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought to Caesar. 
before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who are to sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God that it will be just as it was told me. Whoa! What a confidence. Do you know that after all that, the water was still splashing? Some people didn't believe the prayer. They were jumping abroad. And it was, hey, you guys will kill yourself. If I, you won't make it. If you, just, if you stay with me, you are safe. When you are prayed, it gives you grace to actually sleep, to rest upon his word. Just to take him at his word. What uh, Jesus Christ at the tomb of Lazarus in John 11, 40 to 42. Everybody in the city was crying. The sisters of Lazarus were all crying. Jesus Christ, you were late. You couldn't have gone. You should have come earlier on. Jesus Christ just coolly went to the tomb. It was the prayer he prayed here that I just wanted to see. Did, you not, did I not say to you that if you had believed, you would see the glory of God? Verse 41. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Just lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have what? Now, please stop there. You have heard me. When did he pray? You see, because he had prayed. That's why he could believe. There's nothing to worry about. I don't know what you have prayed about. But you are going to leave this place resting upon his word. Because God whom you call upon, he will answer you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you because we have no higher God than you. No higher court. No better Lord. No better Savior. You are he that saved us. You shed your blood and redeemed us from the slave market. From the sin market. And you place your mark upon us. That we are yours. And because we are yours, we are no failures. Lord, as we press higher in prayer, we ask, oh Lord, that you begin to manifest yourself. Manifest yourself unto every one of us. In the name of Jesus. Lead the blind in the path they didn't know. Open our ears, let the deaf hear you better. So that we may hear the voice of our king. In the name of Jesus. No matter how crooked the land is, Lord, grant us the grace to walk straight. We walk upon the sea. In the name of Jesus, we shall not sink. We thank you because we walk through the fire. It will not scorch us. In the name of Jesus, we shall return with testimonies. Because greater is our God. And many are those who are with us than those who are against us. This is the day of victory. We rejoice and we are glad. We bless you, we exalt you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless you.